By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast, bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Another segment of the business of cannabis here on the Cannabis 101 podcast with Malka LaBelle of the Green Generation Company. You can find her online at www.greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. And uh, I, I can help Melka right away with a weather report because it is <laughs> snowing a whole lot out my window right now in Edmonton. So your spring is going to have to wait, Melka. Oh, don't say that. It was gorgeous this morning. It was gorgeous all weekend. Look Let's at this. Let's not jinx it. Don't even. Oh my God. Go away. Go away. I, I'm happy to be getting to BC later this week to all my buddies, clients, and customers. Hopefully, it's nicer out there than out here in Alberta. Indeed. So, we're under siege here with this spring snowstorm. And the lead this week is about uh, the cannabis industry under siege from all sides. What do you mean by this? Yeah, you know, I just, it's kind of like a feeling that has lots of uh, evidence in different places. So I outlined or I listed five different uh, places where I believe are sort of attacking the cannabis industry as a whole or in Canada. Um, number one, I would say, you know, consistently our friends, family, neighbors that still just don't get it and like don't understand how this is an industry or a thing or why people would use cannabis still scratching their heads and and that's okay you know people are allowed to not get it um so then maybe let's just learn a bit you know they need, need to take a step back and do a little bit more learning which is fine the other place is it's more of an opportunity for the industry is we're seeing a lot more foreign investors with big fat wallets and opportunistic uh, approaches to buying up an industry that might be able to help theirs or help their uh, cause. So we're seeing a lot of uh, bids or buying up of private and public companies uh, from foreign buyers with well-funded uh, history of deep pockets. We're also seeing a lot of multinational companies like uh, that may have had a sort of a dark record or a black spot in the past, like i.e. tobacco. I wanted to say the stinky, the stinky <laughs> record. I don't know if that's the right word, but we're seeing a lot of that happening. And, and honestly, like I was originally sort of really concerned about this, but in diving deeper into the actual deals, it's actually been a good thing. They really held up in terms of the value of cannabis companies. So under siege, maybe not so much as more as like, let's just do the metrics here before, you know, giving ourselves over to an industry that, you know, has not had the best reputation for creating uh, positive or benefits to their end users. 
And then the other one is from regulators and governments that are just still, again, scratching their heads. Like, you know, they look at cannabis from a risk-only perspective. And I just came off a call with this at the table where they were literally only looking at it from the harm of people perspective. And there's no space for considering the positive benefits of cannabis as an industry or as a product or as a commodity. You know, really not seeing there's a place to put a, a check mark next to like what are the positive health outcomes, the stress uh, possibility for helping people deal with things like that, or you know possibly a job count. How many jobs has the industry provided to Canadians and worldwide uh, with legalization in different forms? You know, mounting government debt with COVID. You know, you want to know about how to fix that trillions of dollars of debt crisis. What about a new industry to get things going? Can we put a check mark there? Um, you know, economic diversification, not being so held up on oil and gas or uh, other industries that are sort of having their, their dying days. And really the diversity of ideas and innovation, does it have to be tech? Everything is, has to be tech these days, but really innovation is just doing something new to an old thing. So could it be that? So these are the things that I'm not seeing as really being recognized. And this is why I'm saying it's under siege. And I put this picture here of Ellie Wiesel, um, this quote from him, because I saw this across my LinkedIn. And this is exactly what we mean is there's a lot of people who just are afraid to stand up or saying what they believe. And this has really come out of the whole cancel culture in the US and lots of places where people's belief systems are being challenged because they have that belief system. And that is, in my opinion, not cool. And this is why. So Elie Wiesel, uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, you need to do a little bit of a search on him. He's a Holocaust survivor. And he came, went on to survive, uh, not only survive Auschwitz and the death camps, but he went on to write many, many pieces of work, including literature that we read. It was mandatory in, in, high, in uh, elementary, sorry, junior high and high school, Night by Elie Wiesel, one of the most famous books that he wrote. It's not very long, but it's an eye-opening, riveting experience from a literary perspective of the basically the harms that people can suffer at the hands of others. And he's essentially coming out and saying here, it, 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 people always, um, you know, take sides, but neutrality helps the oppressor. So that means if you're neutral, if you don't say what your position is, um, then you're really, um, never the victim is is going to be helped here. Silence encourages uh, the tormentor, never the tormented. And it's basically just a statement that if you don't say anything, if your beliefs are strong, but you don't say them, you're essentially just helping the people that are against your beliefs. And that's the piece of this that I think is missing. And, and the summer, summation of that is with the CPG company really still going hard on that THC percentage. And really that's like the only thing that attenders can talk about is that percentage and sell on. This is a fundamental, a mental, a fundamental lack of really understanding the nature of this plant and that we just don't understand it yet. And I think that this quote by uh, J. Scott Turner that Cody Peterson posted, and Cody Peterson is a, is a fantastic, he's a medical uh, pediatric pharmacist from the States who's been very vocal about the science and research understanding the endocannabinoid system and, and how it interacts with the human body. He posted this uh, thing saying that the endocannabinoid system is shared amongst most living creatures. Um, and to think about that in the quote is, homeostasis of li is life's fundamental property, which just distinguishes us from non-life. In short, homeostasis is life. And cannabis helps with homeostasis. 
And that's the fundamental difference of this plant that any other CPG product, any other ingredient, anything else on this earth that we've marketed or sold. And essentially it works with our bodies naturally. It doesn't need a sales team in some cases, you just need to try it and it will work unto of itself. And if you got the right thing, just try another one. There isn't a lot of harm in that. And this is the point I'm getting at is that we're under siege from a lack of understanding. We're under siege by people that have a lot of money, but really we're really under siege at the risk of lo losing what the actual benefits of the cannabis plant are in its natural plant form. And as Canadians, we lose that risk uh, because if we haven't spoken clearly and loud enough, because Canadians tend to not do that as much, we risk our advantage of Canadians and our country and our, our wonderful pl place being the place that's going to receive the the outcomes and the positive benefits of that in the long run. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot's to unpack in that, but the, the one thing I agree with is why can't we be promoting, uh, the industry, the jobs, the job creation? Um, you know, we're, I don't think we're ever going to get the federal government to talk about health benefits of recreational cannabis. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. There's you know, there, there are medical benefits. Maybe we can make uh, progress on the medical side, although that needs a, a whole lot of work. Um, but I, I am starting to see, you know, the, the bud tenders that I talk to, um, you could tell which bud tender is uh, experienced, which bud tender is educated uh, by them talking about more than just THC and, the, you know, the, the different things that we're always talking about, the entourage effect. But there is so much more about this plant that could be explained to people on such a bigger level than just at the, the bud tender level. So we have a lot of work to, to go. Um, you know, I know people like you and, and Nathan Meissen and others are working really hard on trying to make some changes and, this is how we do it. Like we keep pounding the pavement, you know, baseball one out of three is really, really good. And, you know, we, we, if we convince <laughs> one out of three people, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. And it, the bed tenders are the answer. Actually, you're hundred percent right. If every bun tender spoke to not just the people that came into their store, but everyone else around their world, um, even their member of MLA or their member of parliament, that actually does turn the needle. So having more people at the grassroots level that are seeing the benefits by having a job, by having a voice, by not being, you know, essentially employed by the government because they don't have any other work. Those are the people that are really going to make the change. And you're hundred percent right. They just need to do it a little bit more and a little bit often and we'll see mm -hmm. more change faster. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe we can see some, you know, some sort of uh, PSAs or advertisements that are encouraging people to learn about the plant and just, instead of just telling them all the harmful effects, do your own research as an adult and make your own choice. Like the free people that we are, it would be nice to see a little bit more encouragement from that. Um, you know, one thing we don't need to encourage is, is how good of things uh, that that this next gentleman is doing that we're going to talk about in Change Makers, and, and and I just recently had him on. We talked about their bath bombs. I love the Blue Dream bath bomb because Blue Dream is my jam. And we're talking about Tanner Stewart, cannabis superhero. Yeah, I love Tanner. So exactly, and and sometimes I feel that uh, like I see all the stuff that he's working on in different places, and I do feel that he is bearing the weight of the world on his shoulders sometimes, especially with the recent stuff in New Brunswick. He's really come out to uh, help to help the industry and not let it be overrun by foreign investors who don't have the interest of New Brunswickers or Canadians, if that's the right term, or Canadians at heart. Um, so basically, this is what I want to shout out. Like he's literally, I feel he's done so much. And not only in his in the plants that he's growing and the products that they're making, you know, aquaponics, this is jam in terms of how they grow. 
um, in New Brunswick with his um, food and fish, medicine, farm to table, that whole concept. Before that, though, he was a real thought leader and an executive producer behind this Netflix, or actually it's a prime movie now, The Need to Grow. And it was co-executive produced by himself and Rosario Dawson and, and, and narrated by Rosario Dawson. So it's a really wonderful movie to see and to hear and to listen to. And I, I actually heard about it from, from Tanner himself. And this is the kind of thing I heard. This is the best quote. I love this. This is from an, a political person, formerly in politics. She's uh, working with me as an advisor. And basically she, she said, these kinds of, of documentaries on Netflix or whatever, Prime, are the kind of things that, that uh, politicians hate. And it's because it, they, they, it's because their constituents and their the people that are around them that are they're supporting are become more educated than they do in a very short period of time, and that's what's happening with these kinds of Netflix and documentary specials that are really highlighting the basic things that we need in our world, like the need to grow. Is he's all about about plants being the foundation of rejuvenation of our planet? Just let's grow more plants and sort of that's mm. the point and this is the piece of that the politicians have a hard time wrapping their head around it's like well how do we affect change if we just need to grow plants like it sort of like takes them out of the picture but it's just an education piece like you said it's turn on netflix turn on prime and you will see some of these amazing well-done documentaries like people like tanner did in his early days that are essentially laying the groundwork for the belief system and the values that are needed to underpin the cannabis sector and then go further like he already has and mentoring other microgrowers and pioneering uh, sustainable packaging and the bath bombs are inside of. Yeah, everything, the wrap around the actual bomb is uh, biodegradable. So it, it's amazing. There, there are some really, really good uh, documentaries out there. And, and, and that, of course, is one of them. Another good one, if people really want to see how cannabis can be beneficial on the medical side, watch Weed the People. Get a tissue box mm -hmm. because it's a tough mm -hmm. watch, but it is amazing mm -hmm. to see some of the results. So if you're a non-believer and you can get through Weed the People and still think <laughs> cannabis is devil's lettuce and, and awful, then yeah. and I'm not sure you have a soul or a heart. Uh, because <laughs> exactly. those things are, are wonderful. And this one, you know, and, and as you mentioned off the top, the, you know, the the public profile that he has out out east and, and you know, um, lobbying the government to not make it a monopoly and things like that. Like he he cares about the industry because he wants to put food on his table, but he cares about the industry because he believes in it as well. And that's why the title is appropriate. Cannabis Superhero. Yeah, a change maker forever. <laughs> in, indeed. All right. Uh, as for what it means to be green, wow, uh, this is very, very green. And I, I just feel lucky looking at it. Thank you. I hope so. This is a, I put together my lucky charm. So the funny thing about the, the cannabis uh, New Brunswick piece, there's the bottom corner. So that was actually on his post from the CBC uh, that Tanner did because there's literally a, a cannabis store at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> I just thought it was so appropriate. So this is all about, you know, it was just this past week, it was St. Patrick's Day and the luck of the Irish and the green clover. I wanted to reflect on that for a minute. And really this week, this month, this year, at least for me, has been filled with a number of unexpected twists and turns that have all popped up and really challenged my my ability to, to be. Like really, I've had to really question what it is to be Malka and what it is to be a person. And I really have aligned with my green 
means go with the color green um, as my approach to how do I navigate some of these really complex things that are going on in this world and trying to look for signs, like look for the signs that maybe this is the right direction. Um, and I use the analogy, you know, um, this is just, I don't, there's no analogy. Green has been the color of choice for my business. It's been the color of choice for the industry. And I'm hoping that there's a pot of gold, not necessarily in, in actual gold, but in good vibes, which is why I put that little sign there in uh, prosperity and happiness. And that maybe the seven leaf flower, which is the cannabis flower, um, will turn into a four leaf flower and be lucky uh, for all of myself and for everyone that surrounds me. So that's my hope and my wish is that what it means to be green and, and there's some Patrick's along the way. So there's actually three Patrick names of Pat person. Their actual birth name was Patrick that have come up in the last uh, 18 months that were those turning points. Those are the points in the road. Uh, Patrick was Otis Raw. Patrick was the passing of Patrick Romeo and Patrick from Zone 3. Those are three actual people named Patrick that all come up, which posed that fork to me. And I went with the green path. So hopefully those are the right decisions. And uh, the luck of the Irish hopefully is on my side. Yeah, well, you know, pot of gold can mean many things without it being uh, gold, as you mentioned. Uh, fulfillment, satisfaction, uh, good relationships, good friendships, just watching the plant grow before us. So, uh, you know, whatever's at the end of that rainbow is different for so many people, but involving it with the color green seems to be apropos for this segment, this show, and this entire industry. Um, you know, maybe we got to come up with some seven leaf clovers out there as uh, some sort of good luck charm for people. Love it. That's the next challenge, G. That's the next challenge. Indeed. All right. Well, you can find out how Melka can help you by heading to www.greengencompany.com and get Melka on your side. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me, Melka. Hopefully, the snow will stop soon and spring can continue. And, of course, have a wonderful trip out west. I can't wait to chat with you again and hear all about it. Thanks, Dean. You have a great week, too. Check us out and follow us on social media. Cannabis 101 on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 Podcast on Instagram, and at the Canna 101 Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>